The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to who? Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. Oh, what a joy it is to be Catholic. Last Sunday, we celebrated Gaudete Sunday, a word that means rejoice. But joy is not limited to just two liturgical Sundays of the year, Gaudete in Advent and Laetare in Lent. No, joy is the specific Christian reality of our lives, if indeed we're living our faith to, to the degree we're called to live it. Those who profess faith in Christ Jesus, his birth, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, the sacraments, the church, every aspect of our faith life should truly know the reality that Christ said. Do not be afraid, because God is with us. You see, my brothers and sisters, the drive and to understand, to live out the reality of our faith, the reality of joy that it means to be a Christian, is summarized so fully in the prayers throughout the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Especially today, our Holy Mother Church provides for us yet another time of clear guidance on this fourth Sunday of Advent for how we should live out this last remaining Sunday, this final time, this final push before the Nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the prayer after communion, that moment when most of us are living tabernacles of our Lord Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, where to some degree we indeed do share in that divine mystery in which the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In our own flesh, we hold God Himself. In that context, Holy Mother Church guides the priests to pray on our behalf. Having received this pledge of eternal redemption, we pray, Almighty God, that as the feast day of our salvation draws ever nearer, so we may press forward all the more eagerly, to the worthy celebration of the mystery of your son's nativity. My brothers and sisters, the celebration is but a day or two away, and are we pressing forwardly all forward all the more eagerly to the mystery of the nativity, to celebrate that great feast worthily? Essentially, have we lived out our Advent well? Have we prepared our hearts and our souls with a longing beyond understanding for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? Have we done Advent well? You see, we'll get yet another understanding of what it means to celebrate the sacraments worthily, how to prepare ourselves worthily, and it comes to us in the preface. If ever you want to know what Holy Mother Church teaches about a certain liturgical season, 
about Lent or Advent or Christmas or Easter or any of those, I encourage you to pay attention to the preface because it's sometimes the most beautiful summary of what the church teaches, of the focus we should have for the season. Well, today, the preface, you'll hear this. To give us an understanding of what it means to celebrate the sacraments worthily, to prepare worthily. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity, so that he might find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. You see, my brothers and sisters, we're to have joy at the coming of our, of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're to be watchful in prayer and then exultant in his praise. To rejoice at the mystery of the Nativity, well, the only way to rejoice at the mystery of the Nativity is to know about it. You cannot rejoice in the victory of K-State football if you don't even know that they exist or didn't know they were playing. You can't rejoice at the good ending of a book if you've never read it. And you can't really rejoice at the good scene in a movie if you've never seen it. Part of joy is knowledge. We have to know it in order to rejoice in it. My brothers and sisters, when was the last time you took out your Bibles and read through the first couple chapters of Matthew or Luke and read the nativity stories outside of the holy sacrifice of the Mass? Personally entering into the reality of those mysteries and praying to God about them. Making the prayers your own, talking to God about what you don't understand or what you love and what strikes you. You see, so often, sometimes we Catholics don't have the joy we ought to because we haven't made our faith personal. We haven't allowed God to actually seep into our personal lives. We hear the readings all the time on Sundays, but do we actually let them penetrate our hearts? When was the last time we picked up the scriptures and actually read through the passion narrative of our Lord Jesus Christ outside of Lent or Easter? to let the mysteries of the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, those central mysteries, to deeply penetrate our hearts. We have to allow our faith to become personal. Because the more that we know and understand this great mystery, the more we can rejoice. That's why I'm striving to teach you about all the different aspects of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, because the more you know about what we do here, the more you can find joy in it. The second command from our preface was to be watchful in prayer. What does this look like? Well, the same preface says this, The Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling. So often the reason why we we struggle with prayer, especially as Americans, is we kind of bring our American work mentality into our prayer life. We make our prayer life all about how many prayers I can say, how long I can say them for, and how many pages of the Bible I can read, and how long I'm there. It's all about doing. I understand it, I do it myself. But the essence of prayer is summarized in that short statement. The Virgin Mother longed for him with a love beyond all telling. If you could spend but one minute in prayer and do that, it's better than all the hours spent doing all sorts of other things. You see, so often we get bad rap as Catholics that we just mechanically go through our prayers like a rosary or whatever. And that does happen. And the reason why that often happens is because we make the devotion an end in itself. All devotions, the rosary, reading scripture, praying in front of the Eucharist, all of it is about a relationship with a person and not a task to accomplish. 
And if we can let that penetrate our hearts more deeply this day and moving into Christmas, then indeed, my brothers and sisters, we can be watchful in prayer, exciting in our own hearts that desire, that longing for Christ to come into our lives, into the messiness, into the joys, the struggles, in every aspect, so that we too, with the Virgin Mother, can long for Him with a love beyond all telling. And finally, we are to be exultant in praise so that we might worthily celebrate the Nativity. Again in the preface it says, John the Baptist sang of his, ca- of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. The lover is the one who sings the praises of the beloved. Now, we all have an experience of those who fall so deeply in love with something that they just can't stop talking about it. Usually the most common example is someone who is a die-hard sports fan. They'll know, tell you all the stats, all the different trades that have gone on, the different plays they did and when they happened, and the great glorious moments of the history of that sports team. They love that sports team. To the point to where you kind of wish they'd stop talking about them and move on to a different subject. If only we could have that same devotion to our Lord Jesus Christ. Could you imagine if we had such a deep knowledge of the mysteries of our faith and the holy sacrifice of the Mass and salvation that we just couldn't help but sing the glories of God Himself? As we go to Christmas and celebrate it with family and friends who are all different stages in their faith life, if we could actually be a disciple, an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, so convinced by His love for us that we can't help but sing His praises like John the Baptist not condemning those around us, but just singing His glory. Can we not be the most convincing people in the world if we just understand that we have fallen in love and we just want others to know the same? My brothers and sisters, a great practical way to do that this Christmas is you're around family and friends. I encourage you simply to think of at least one practical, real concrete thing the Lord has done for you this year. Really think about it, present it to our Lord, be grateful for it, and then be unafraid to tell others about it. Tell your family, tell your friends, do it with joy, don't just do it out of a commitment, but really rejoice in the good things the Lord has done for you. Sing His praises, and see if it changes how your family celebrates Christmas. Because indeed, if we can come to this with joy, then indeed, my brothers and sisters, we will worthily celebrate the mysteries of Christ's nativity. So let us eagerly move forward for the worthy celebration of the nativity with joy, with watchfulness in prayer, and exultant praise.